0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com Daily bonuses are waiting No purchase necessary, void were prohibited by law 18 plus, terms and conditions apply See website for details
1: Hello and welcome to Footballers I'm your host Hunter This week we've got the regular crew alongside Wise FIFA, Steve Stokes, Matt Lamborn At how are you doing this week buddy?
2: I'm doing very well, sir. Thank you very much for asking. Always a pleasure to join you guys late on a Friday night to discuss the latest content drop, of which is super original and fresh, but we'll get into that in just a moment.
1: Yep, we've got slightly more than the typical content drop this week. We're going to be going over UCL results and a few other interesting things that are going to impact the foot world. Wise, how are you? I'm doing well.
0: It's actually, you know, getting to be a nice summertime, springtime here in Chicago. And I, like Matt had alluded to with the promo this week, just another reason for me to maybe go
1: outside. <laughs> I understand that. Last but not least, the foot coach. How are you, Steve?
3: Very sad, Hunter. Very sad day for Royalists. I'm not one, but I've always had a fondness for old uh, old uh Prince Philip, the Duke of Edinburgh. So I thought maybe a, a nice way to uh, to get the pot off would be by by paying a little bit of bit of a tribute to uh, his royal highness. Maybe by sharing one of my favourite stories. There are there are many Prince Phil stories from from back in the day when he was still trusted to interact with the public. Um, but the the one that I always remember most fondly is that he was um, he was discharging his royal duties touring a factory somewhere in Scotland that was that was being built at the time. And he, he spotted a fuse box that had a load of wires hanging out of it. And he just remarked quite loudly, Good God, it looks like it's been put in by a bunch of bloody Indians. And um, obviously, and, and quite appropriately, it caused quite an outrage amongst the, uh, the Indian community. <laughs> so... The next day, um, Buckingham Palace put out a formal press release saying that the prince deeply regretted any offence that his remarks had caused, and that it was actually a slip of the tongue. And instead of saying Indians, he'd, uh, he'd meant to say cowboys.
0: Um, so,
3: so, yeah, <laughs> that's, farewell. That for, is, that's <laughs> not true. That's the true story. That's absolutely true, Yeah. <laughs> instead he did, of I, saying something like, maybe idiots...
0: No, <laughs> he, he, Cowboys, he, uh, yeah, oh. that's what he claimed. I mean, He 100% he
2: was... meant to say
0: Indians. Ah, he, he was, he was a... Oh, he did, w- but what? I'm just saying, like, if they were going to wordsmith that, they had a, a spitball right there, he could have just meant to say idiots. But I love the American, re- I love the American play on that reference, given our history, but there.
3: <laughs> Farewell to
0: old Phil, one of the great cantankerous
3: old fuckers of our time.
0: <laughs> How is he considered the Duke of Edinburgh and Scal, I mean, I guess, because... Scotland's not its own country. Yeah, it's just Seriously. an
2: honorary title. He's actually born in Greece originally. It's yeah. nothing to do with Edinburgh, what's fair? You should not read right. up his Wikipedia pages. It's a very interesting story.
0: No, yeah. no there, what, there's that show on Netflix. I'll just watch The Crown or whatever.
2: Whilst we're on
3: the subject of cowboys and Indians, by the way, this just occurred to me. I was, I was once driving around in London and saw a builders van go past. I almost crashed a car. On the side of it, it said, um, Sing Brothers... Construction and general building works, and the splash line underneath it was. Uh, you've tried the cowboys, now try the Indians. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: actually pretty good. That's a pretty clever. I like that. I like. That. Oh, that was impressive. <laughs> yeah.
2: If only you could see Hunter's face right now. Somebody say something about fever,
1: quick. So let's wrap up Foot Birthday. Let's give it a grade, and because Steve doesn't want to do one to five, he's going to want to do one to ten or twelve. Let's do one to twelve. Twelve being the best. Steve, what do you rate Foot Birthday?
3: I'd give it a solid, I don't know, 10.6, I think, probably. Um, Mm. I think it's been good. I think there's been something for everybody. I think that there's been uh, the objectives cards were decent. I've I've played a bit with the Chowdhury card, which is pretty beastly, as you'd expect it. Anybody who's used him in Silver Stars will know all about him. The SBC is pretty good, reasonably priced. Apart from one or two, perhaps as I think, Wise might advert to. So I don't think. I think the Vidal card was was probably for me, possibly the most highly prized of the SBCs, but also highly priced as well. I think so. But all in all, I think. I mean, I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. I think that the the content team are they're pretty much doing a good job there. I think they've uh, they've given
1: us a good primer. Wise, what do you think?
0: Yeah, no, I uh, I don't know if I go as high as ten six, steve gave right i go maybe 9-2 9 this might be a promo though that people look back on a little bit more fondly than that actually an ex- experience in it because these are end game cards that's what i like about this in a sense that they do give us a little bit of variety and hopefully will give us cards that are going to be playable and affordable throughout the rest of the uh, the fifa cycle Gave us some cool, interesting players from off-stream leagues like the Turkish league. I know I did the Ozil, and then also some cool, interesting nationality cards. Like, oh, okay, let's get that Atal in the squad. And I know Hunter's got some thoughts on Atal shortly, but uh, yeah, I, I, overall, good,
1: good promo. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. Matt, wrap us up, man.
0: I have no idea what
2: your scoring system actually means. I'll give it an eight because <laughs> it sounds good. Um, but generally, I was, I was very happy with. The cards that were put out, I thought you know the the price in terms of accessibility at either end of the market was good. Uh, my only minor complaint would be, and it, this potentially isn't EA's fault, it was just that it seems so many people knew this was coming and were prepared for it. If you played Rivals or Weekend League, once those cards drops. It became such a grind because there was three or four foot birthday cards in every team I've played. It's so difficult, especially in the midfield. They've made everyone 80-plus pace with a minimum four-star weak foot, half of them have five-star skills as well. It's really, really grindy, which doesn't actually make for a terribly fun gameplay experience, but this is the stage of the season we're at. Every game is harder, every team is completely stacked out, and you've got to work a little bit harder for those wins.
1: I would agree. I'll just give it a, a solid ten. And um you're right about the three to four players because my squad got a massive overhaul during foot birthday. I now have four foot birthday cards, including a tall, Mangala, Renato, and Let me hear it, wise. Fucking bastard in no way. <laughs> Ferlin Mindy. Yeah. Uh, uh yeah, so it's it was everybody's favorite promo I would I would assume so far and it was Highly anticipated and much enjoyed on my part. Looking forward to what they bring to us next, Steve. What do you got? Got your finger up?
3: Well, just before you move on from uh, from foot birthday, I I buried Bernadeschi last week, I think. As luck would have it, I packed him um, in something or another this week and had a bit of a run with him in the team, and it's a really good card. I really enjoyed oh. it. So um, <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna throw my hands in the air and admit that I was wrong. Um, Bernadeschi's decent. It's uh, it's probably good value at the minute as well.
1: I dare say. Isn't that ironic? No. Don't you think? Mm. Nope. <laughs> In hindsight, that is <laughs> hilarious. ironic. <the object. laughs> <laughs> so going on to the this new, I guess you can call it new, promo, Foot Player Days 2.0, it's back. A lot of people didn't enjoy the first round of Foot Player Days, and my Twitter feed leading up to it when they had the uh, loading screen was super negative. It was just, oh, the worst promo is back again and this and that. And that dramatically changed when they saw the showdown cards that they came out with and the 81 plus player picks as well. What do we think about, first of all, the the return of 81 player picks and the showdown cards? Uh, We'll go to Wise.
0: Like you said, I mean, you... I was looking at the same thing, you know, everybody checks their phone an hour before the promo drops anyways, to to see if there's any new content updates, and it was all just like, oh, have fun, like a wasted weekend type situation, but in the past, over the past couple weeks, people were saying that they had really enjoyed, people in the foot community were talking about how they had really enjoyed the foot birthday promo, but wanted these 81 plus grindable SBCs, and we're at a stage where, I mean might as well and if EA want to keep rinsing the market before we get into the period of team of the season then they might as well. I think that you know they've given us good value to pack SBCs in the market. I know what there was at 85 times 5 as well. So there's ways for you to if you are someone that likes to open packs and wants to do it at a reasonable price that doesn't involve FIFA points. All all power to you and It'll be interesting. I don't know if people are going to enjoy foot player days just because of that, though. But I think it at least gives them a start where it's not as sour as people thought in the past.
1: They also dropped the five times 85 plus SBC, which is not repeatable. It requires an 85 rated squad, I believe, and a team of the week player. In my opinion, that's overpriced. Yeah. Considering uh, I watched Zway's stream for a little while today and I saw him open 15 of these SBCs. And as I would expect, two of them produced cards from that team, which were a Rule Breakers Di Maria and a One to Watch Zayich, which are the first two promos of the game and not very desirable cards. So if you do feel compelled to do it, I would recommend you grind those 81 plus player picks to fund the 5 times 85 if you feel you must.
3: If you're going to do anything like that, just go into it with your eyes wide open. Know that you're taking a gamble and that the house always wins. You might get lucky. The chances are you won't. That's that's all I've got to say about it. Matt?
2: Yeah, largely in agreement with everything you guys have said. I'm I'm not overly enthralled with cards that came back into circulation today. I think most of them are old hat, and realistically, you're probably only interested in packing one or two of them, namely Camavinga. But I I quite like everything that they've done with SBCs and uh, the packs and whatnot, but that's all good fun and the showdown Uh, Situation as a welcome return and I've already gone through the SBC and and got Kera ready for uh, next week's return like a PSG buy and that should be good fun a little bit of gambling aspect and the cards okay as it is and will be even better if it gets upgraded and I would hate to miss out on it if it did whereas I'm not too too fussed about getting an upgraded to least so So, fingers crossed I can watch that game with a bit of invested interest next week that'll be kind of exciting
3: Got to ask you Matt what chem style are you putting on Kera?
2: i it'll probably
3: be shadow more than likely Oh I remember the day I remember the day when you swore that pace Wasn't an important thing
0: on centre backs How times have changed Matthew Were you just trying to beat that out of him the whole time
1: Perhaps <laughs> we all saw that coming Except for Nets.
0: Yeah. What did you want <laughs> him to put on that Sentinel? <laughs> But you never know <laughs> you never know with the next a few months ago ooh, we would have done. we
1: were in the game I would have put
2: anchor or something on them. But we're we're at that stage now where everyone's like early to high nineties pace, you, you just need that extra bit of backup, right? So don't have a choice anymore. The days of Varane's default eighty two pace being quick enough is no longer a thing. Disappointed. Matt Meta
3: has become meta meta.
1: To top off today's content, they did give us uh, League Player La Liga, Asensio eighty eight left wing. Does anybody have any feelings about that card?
3: It's a nice freebie. Yeah, I, that's exactly what I was going to say, Matt. I like, um, I like any free card, really. And, you know, obviously that's my squad. So it links to a few of the other players that we've had as freebies. Um, it links to Gedge. It links to Cucurella. Obviously, you're going to struggle with the uh, the top-rated Cucurella card because it's the same position unless you play a 3-4-3. Three, three. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe Cucurella on 7-chem at left forward or something. Looks like a decent card. Um Four star, four star. The only thing I don't like about it really is that I'd I'd be inclined to play it centrally perhaps rather than out on the wing. And I'm not a fan of the high medium work rate. But having said that, no doubt I'll do him. I'll get him in my team, and uh, perhaps we'll we'll see where we're at in next week's pod.
1: Yeah, interested to hear back from you on that one. It just considering he's six foot, and I think he has like eighty two balance, eighty three balance. I I just don't see him feeling the greatest on the ball, especially considering the other options we have at left wing. But it is a free card. You're right.
3: That's often the case though, Hunter, with the uh with the big guys that don't always have Fantastic balance. Um, Rainier is the one that, that springs to mind. I think his balance is, is below 85. He's six foot one. I think Kaka's the same. I always end up banging on about Rainier and Kaka, don't I? But yes, I, I think it's just it's basically EA filtering into the uh the stats. The fact that the big guys don't really have a very low center of gravity, so uh, balance isn't the greatest thing. I fall over all the fucking time,
0: to be honest with you. I don't think Manchester United would agree about that with Kaka, but. The other other thing I want to touch on and Hunter talked about it briefly was they're giving pack promos in the foot players days. And I don't know if you guys saw, but they're doing lightning rounds where it's basically buy one, get one free packs for coins. And it's like, you know, your hundred Ks, your ultimates, and they're going, they're going incredibly quick. Right. And I'm interested in the market guys to see how it affects fodder prices because my fr- anecdotally, like my friends and a lot of people that I still keep in contact with are like, all right, well, what are we doing with our money now? Because you, you, we get all these good objectives and relatively decent SBCs that people aren't switching up. We're getting to the point where people aren't switching up their teams as much and they're waiting for its team of the season to try to figure out, okay, well, I have these, I've been accruing these hundreds of thousands, if not millions of coins, regardless of what budget you can do this to. And I'm wondering if the price of fodder is going to continue to drop over the weekend just dump some coins in there sit on it until you know middle of may and actually have a, and enjoy a nice reward hopefully you know 20 percent, 50 percent, maybe even more in in terms of an increase there if people are looking to do something in the market i think this could be a good opportunity
3: it's fair to say i think isn't it that there's going to be no major promos where people are going to be tearing packs between now and
0: then so it's a pretty safe bet yeah yeah, and I wonder if they, uh, because what is that? Isn't Danny Ings got an 85 in form that they re released or something and it's really cheap or or because of some of these in player days, re-releases of these promo cards, there is some panic selling of their lower rated or not lower rated, but their lower versions. And because of that, there might be another opportunity to slide in. I think what the Theo Hernandez, this isn't. Necessarily fodder level, but this is just in general pot panic selling level. Theo Hernandez's headliner's re-released, so look out for his eighty-six inform, eighty-five inform, eighty-three inform. Might be able to have some swings there in the next weekend league buying and selling period. So buy this weekend, sell them next Thursday and Friday. Danny Ings
3: at about thirty thousand on both consoles. That's um, yeah, at eighty-five. That looks irresistible,
0: really. <laughs> yes, I might dump the rest my coins in there. Mm. I'm going to go
1: outside this weekend. Anyways, oh,
2: 100 Danny Ings, huh? Mm-hmm.
1: Ings is. Why would you buy a Theo when you could just buy Mindy? Because Theo Hernandez is significantly better than Ferlat Mindy. <laughs> hmm. Do we think people are going to empty their clubs um, on this particular promo, depending on what they give us this weekend? Or do we feel like they're going to wait for something else? Matt, what do you think?
2: There's not much really else to, to wait for. So you would think that people who listen to podcasts like this and follow content makers online, they kind of have a good understanding of how things are going to go. They should be probably coin ready for, for team of the season. And if they've got a little bit of fodder left in the club, that they're not overly keen on saving for team of the season then now's the time to sort of gamble it up I suppose but um, yeah you think most people sort of know the pattern how these things go now and are, and are prepping for for their end game so you know quite like for me I've been slowly bleeding off my special cards trying to get um liquid coins back into the club i'm up to about six and a half million but still got plenty of good play on tradables and stuff left i'm ready to you know buy whatever i want in team of the season essentially i'm not gonna rely on ea casino to get me what i'm after so you would like to think most people have done the same but uh maybe they're not quite as as disciplined
0: that's why we do the podcast right just in case all levels of individuals they should definitely start considering getting rid of those some of these special cards not a market panic Right now, you know, we're not going to be like Black Friday and people, but definitely thought provoking at the moment. The yeah.
3: the quandary that I've got at the minute, boys, and I'd appreciate your input on this is that, as you know, throughout the season, I've done pretty much every damn objectives card that we've had since I don't know December since I started the uh, that Road of Glory account, and we're getting towards the end game now. Do I now start submitting these high rated objectives cards that I've been hanging on to? Yes. Into the higher rated SBCs or if I do am um, I going to regret it?
2: Mm. I was watching Boras Legend stream at the weekend, and I can't remember which of the foot birthday cards he was doing in an SBC. It was one of the, like the killer midfielders, maybe Vidal or something. And he didn't blink it put in, and um, Curtis Jones as part of the sacrifice. Oh, that oh call, he, god! He, knew no. he would never use it again. That was like that's a big fucking shout right there. That's not a sacrifice. That's sacrilege. Yeah, he he knew he'd never use it, so why have it sitting around the club gathering dust? You can't sell it. I mean, we're never going to need these. Yeah, I'm sure we're all sitting on on dozens of objectives cards we're never going to use. we like having them in the club, because if you think, oh, maybe something's going to happen down the line where I can link them to a new card that comes out and they almost never occur for some of these weird leagues that we've been doing. But you'll probably have lots of 84s, 85, 86s that can save you a few hundred thousand coins in terms of SBC costs. So if you know you're not using them and you can just have a look at how many games you've played with them, I bet you'd be surprised how few times you've used them outside of friendlies. Might as well get some value for them now. If
3: you're listening to this reindeer, BFF, don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: <laughs> ride to die if you are considering gambling on this current promo i just happen to look at the mega pack odds and if you were to open a mega pack right now you've got less than one percent chance at packing one of these cards that are in the re-release squad so just keep that in mind
3: probably a lot fucking less than one percent to be fair
1: i would think a lot less than one percent yes um so speaking of somebody mentioned team of the season earlier, um, Wise put together a, a pretty comprehensive list of some predictions for the community and EFL squad. You want to tell us about it a little bit, Wise?
0: Yeah, just so people have a little bit of a background of what we're talking about. T, you know, TOTS as people might refer to it, TOTS team of the season. What this is coming up towards the end of April, early May. If I uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but how they usually do it is they give us two teams a week in uh, two content worthy teams in a given weekend promo and they usually start off with this team of the season community or most it used to be known as most consistent but now it's people that people get to vote on it us as the community they also send it out to content creators i think too and then of course ea also votes on it as but then the other one is the lower leagues of england they give us the what is it? english football leagues is what efl stands for I would assume, you know, pretty straightforward shooters across the pond. And that is, is a squad of like 23 players that encompasses league two, league one and the championship. So there's some, there's some good players here. And the thing is people always, you know, are always baited into really letting their coins slip or open a bunch of packs for these. So you can find some good deals in these upcoming team of the seasons, because then they tend to rise out of packs because of linkability or whatnot. So, Keep an eye on that. But don't go head over heels for fodder. And I start with the team of the season most consistent community-wise. You know, I think this is the criteria criteria for this is they can't have a performance-based special card. So if they have, though, other special items like foot freezes, or I don't think that that qualifies. A prime example is I think uh, Virati is a great shout for the team of the season community. High-rated... Good links to you know the Serie a or the Ligue 1, and so he's going to be mm. probably a popular pick. And he's got a foot freeze though, but because of that, he's still going to be able to get a team of the season. What do you guys... Any guys eyeing anybody special across either of these teams, the community or the EFL?
2: Can I just put a quick anecdote in before you guys chirp in with something that's far more profound and accurate than what I'm about to say? But. Um... There was one player in particular who I thought would be good for the consistency team, Uh, and this is based on a stat that I saw back in January, so whether this form has continued or not, but Josh Brownhill, who plays for Burnley, a good, tough tackling sort of defensive midfielder, Uh, by the stage of the season in mid to late January, he had more interceptions and accurate tackles than Kante, Kante. At that point, whether that is continued Mm. to this stage or not, I don't know. But when you play for Burnley, you have to work exceptionally hard defensively, and you've got almost no chance of getting an in-form of any kind. So if he's maintained that kind of form, then that's the kind of player I would like to see in the consistency team. I think that would be well-earned.
0: I'm glad you did say that, Matt. Mm. Yeah, he would be, if they... If people might remember a little foot nostalgia here too. They used to do for the most consistent a bronze, a silver, and a gold team of the season. Mm-hmm. And he would have he would be an excellent silver team of the season version because he has a silver card. And how I know that is because he links again, throwing it way back to the beginning of FIFA to that Vidra silver star, like that first one that we got, and a team of the season Brownhill linking with its silver star Vidra would be excellent.
3: I think the EFL team that you've put together wise is I like it a lot. I mean there's obviously very strong Norwich presence and rightly so. Um Wendier, I've, I've messed around actually with his um, squad foundations card. And I've been playing him as a box to box centre mid, and he's really good. Uh, so it'd be interesting if he got in there. can weld obviously, good shout with that team of Pookie. And
0: <laughs> yeah, that's my finish point.
3: Like the good lad that you are, you've you've thrown in a few Sunderland players-wise. And when I first saw it, I was looking at it thinking, <laughs> you know, trying to be objective, as I sometimes am, occasionally, not often, but thinking, you know, do, do these guys actually merit it? And uh, they do. I mean, you've got Lee Burge, Dion Sanderson. Yeah. I mean, he's um, got the most
0: clean sheets in the in League One this year by two and played two less games than the closest guy than exactly. he has Sanderson. Sanderson, elite player. I know we talked about that roughly, but he's he's going to be good. Enormous potential. And obviously, Charlie Wyke has been scoring plenty
3: of goals as well. I know. I,
0: I don't necessarily know if they'll give you three, considering man. that Sunderland's in third. But those are all good sh- I mean, I think you get at least two of those. They might not do the Sanderson.
3: And, of course, you've thrown in the ex-Sundland player, George Honeyman. And just as a, uh, a little, little anecdotal side note for you, if uh, if you go onto Footbin and search for Neymar, um, by the time you've typed in the first four letters, you will always find
0: George Honeyman. There
1: you go. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Very good. Very nice, Steve. Thank you for that.
0: You're welcome. That's why I'm here. We'll, we'll throw the links up eventually to the squads
1: too. Well, I'll, I'll link them in the show notes in the underneath the episode. The one card that... <laughs> I don't know that I want to see that you've put in there wise as Armstrong.
0: Yeah, right? Another
1: one? If if he gets something that's better than the what if card, that is going to break the game, man.
3: And your heart.
1: Because that what if card is in game already. You love Armstrong, don't uh, you? I, I do. He's like, I actually love him. What if I do?
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's the third top scorer in the league. Like I, I think there's a big shout for him in the championship.
1: Yeah. Got a nice beard too.
0: Newcastle United reject. Can't be that good.
1: Mm, Steve doesn't love him.
0: I don't know. If Steve. he plays in a league that's a little bit higher than the club you support, but it's okay. What's next on the agenda, Hunter? Ooh. Move on fucking quickly.
1: Yeah. That was a elbow drop from Wise. I, I, just, I used to like I, I Wise. I love that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. We were having a good
3: bond right there. And, and, then, and, and then he's sitting there flexing his hair as well. Like, yeah. <laughs> look at this. I'm going to have a dig at Sunderland and look at my hair. Mm-hmm. As <laughs> you drink
0: your milk, Wait, what, I what,
3: what what conditioner? Do you? I want I want I want some. I, I, it is milk. I swear, there's nothing in it. Um, what? I, I think we want some hair conditioning tips, wise, because I think that although the podcast's doing quite well, and I kind of mentioned this when we were discussing the show notes, I've I've been doing a bit of research and. Apparently, sex sells, and I think that you know. I think if we had a pinup boy of this podcast, it, it would undoubtedly be, be old Dennis there with his with his flowing locks and what what sort of? I want some uh, I want some beauty tips off you, Wise. What what have you got? What have you got to share with yeah. the listeners? Do you I, do you I, take two bottles into the shower, or <laughs> do you just use just use the one? I don't know.
1: Well, I'm going to interject real quick before Wise answers. The first thing you have to do is grow the hair.
0: Okay, <laughs> no, that was that was a good one. on two too. No, I uh, luckily I have some pretty strong genetics, and if that you know that that's what that is. But if we're looking for a sponsor, and eventually, please, hey, you what, know, what, out what, there-
3: what 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 what? Wait, I I'm slightly balding. Are you uh calling my genetics into question?
0: No, I was talking about the sheen. The sheen okay. isn't you know that that's like one of those things that they always say. Don't, don't want to offend any listeners that maybe you know perhaps yeah, all,
2: all the best genetics are in the north of england right
3: Well,
0: definitely hmm. oh, you do got you guys have the best sense of humor um <laughs> but anyway hey, come on the important yeah, thing no, was, no, he- i just he- i use hey, a i'm look, we're looking for a sponsor head and shoulders if you want to if you want to do it that's the thing i don't use anything special just the the head and shoulders you know sensitive
2: oh. you look more like a wash and go kind of guy to what's me. oh i <laughs>
0: wish i knew what that was i wish i knew what that was matt send me some
2: you don't have wash and go mm-hmm. in the states no
0: I'm, that's not a brand
2: Oh, wow. I'm going to send okay, you do. Some. I'm
0: all about it. Just make sure it's like just like the basic one. Cause it's, it's shampoo and conditioner oh, yeah, in actually, one. Yo, we need so, yes, yeah, so that is my head and shoulders is technically, I think, a two in one as well. Where it's just like, you know, <laughs> but who would have thought Friday afternoon we're talking about milk and head and shoulders? Same consistency. I use fucking shower gel on the whole lot, to be honest, and
3: it's, it's never done me any major disfavors, Apart from not having any hair.
1: There you go. Get it,
3: Matt. I, uh, I I have hair, Matt, in, in various in various places. You don't you don't want me to prove it, <laughs> not, not right now, We're
0: not trying to we're not trying to get this into we're not trying to get this far into the sex cells. No, just kidding.
2: When you look at Wise's fantastic mane, you realise there is no other hair over the rest of his body whatsoever. It's all gone to his head.
0: Pretty much, yeah. I can't grow a beard. That's her. That's for sure.
3: That, I'm now thinking about things that I don't want to think about. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> your <laughs> fault
1: just Map so you guys know three. we have our webcams on while we're recording so that's that's kind of where this all stemmed from so we're watching steve drink his milk flavored metamucil and wise is wonderfully flowing locks as if there's a fan blowing it in the wind like a pantene pro v commercial
3: if anybody had actually bothered to watch the fucking video cast you'd still be able to see all this but you didn't so there you go Yeah, with you you and
1: quality production value there yeah
0: Speaking of quality production value... <laughs> uh, speaking
1: of quality production on the field, did anybody watch any of the UCL games from the first leg of the quarters?
2: I watched the uh, PSG buy and That was a fantastic game.
1: You mean nobody watched Chelsea and Porto?
0: Oh, I actually did not watch that one. Ugh. My roommate's a Chelsea fan, so he had it on, but ugh, who would have to watch that game?
1: Fuck off-wise. Who
0: would want to watch Chelsea
3: at
1: any point? All right, that's the end of the show. I'm done. Fuck this.
3: Or for the past 10 years. Oh, dang, no, 20 years. You know... I can remember Chelsea when they were really shit. I'm sure
2: Matt can as well. Yep, absolutely. The, the good old days where your, your best players were Dimitri Corey and Gavin Peacock. Oh my God, yeah. Gavin Peacock. Tremendous Chelsea teams.
1: So it sounds like you guys think Chelsea just got a free pass into the semis. Going to ease past Porto in the second leg and lose to who?
3: Whoever they play next.
1: Obviously, <laughs> that was like a, a swing to who you're predicting is going to go through in the other legs. I mean,
0: most of, I don't know, but, you know, Real Madrid 3-1 up. I think yeah. all
1: the teams who are leading now are going to go through pretty much right. You think PSG is going to be able to hold off? Yeah. Did they play in Bayern or was it? Yeah, it was at Bayern. Ooh, so that's so they've done the hard work already. Yeah, they really have, huh? Hmm.
3: I mean, we all know Man
0: City are going to win it anyway. Actually,
1: definitely. I don't the, know about uh, that
0: one, man. I got my, sh- I got my, I got my bottle over here, and we'll just bottle it up a little bit. I don't know. They, they shouldn't, they shouldn't even be, they shouldn't even be, they shouldn't have won that leg. Exactly. But, They've got for yeah. on their side. I was wild. I mean, you're right. Fair, fair Tell enough. Us.
1: Fair enough. I didn't watch it.
0: Oh man. So the I mean, Belling- So there, yeah, there was a huge, the huge uh, little sticking point, and everybody should look at it. Bellingham, uh, English boy. Went through, or not went through. Ederson miscontrolled the pass back, and Bellingham tapped it with his foot. And Ederson, on his follow through to clear, kicked Bellingham, and then flopped, and the ball rolled into the back of the net. But they called a foul, and because he called the ref called the foul there, you can't review it with VAR, even though the replay clearly showed that it was one minimal, yeah, one minimal contact, two. Ederson is the one. They should have given Ederson a red card. <laughs> Instead, they gave
1: him a foul in his favor, right? Yeah, they gave him
0: the foul in Man City's favor, and they disallowed the goal, which huge talking point. Ooh, yeah.
3: v- VAR just needs to get in the sea altogether. That there is absolutely no place for it whatsoever. And when fans are finally allowed back into football stadiums, I would encourage all of them to fill their pockets with stones and throw them at the fucking TV cameras because the TV cameras are meant to be there to cover the game. They're not meant to be part of the game, and they need to fuck right off because they're wrecking it. That's a spicy take. A lot of
1: milk in that take right there. Well, if they threw them at the camera, Steve, how would I watch over here in the States, man? <laughs>
3: it's, it's not a point that I've thought through. It was just meant to be one of these sort of impassioned, yeah. you know, off-the-cuff takes. That no, is. As why I think said Spicy. It. Well, I did think about it, but I don't, you know, I've, I've only got a. That wasn't brain spicy of at all. A, that was sour, man. fine. Ice ice.
0: Well, it's not sour. It's true. I, it's, <laughs> there's a good example of a beat replay being used in sports and I, what you guys across the pond call ice hockey. This is fascinating. The, there is a dedicated center where individuals, so another team of referees in a sense, watch every single game at the exact same time and then they tell the refs that they missed a call not the other way around where the refs are like oh VAR check this for me and I don't know why they don't do that and how they and how that's not how instant replay is used around the world
3: it's more sensible but when you look at things like I mean the obvious example is the offside rule yeah absolutely the offside rule was introduced to stop forwards from basically hanging around in the penalty area, waiting for the ball to be hoofed up to them and just tapping it in. You know, it, it was intended to stop that. It wasn't intended to be interpreted to a fucking millimetre or whether Patrick Bamford's armpit is offside. or It's just it's nonsense and it's just Interestingly
0: bollocks. enough bollocks. I'd like the listeners to comment on this too. I was playing a game of FIFA, I know, right, Rarity, and I scored a goal where the goalkeeper hit the ball in the air and it came back down and they had a defend the opponent had a defender on the line and my guy scissor kicked the ball and it went in but they called it offsides even though he was behind the last player I, so i think there's a little bit of a glitch in the offsides in the ea's in the ea's system i don't know if have you guys ever noticed that i don't,
3: I, I don't even understand offside anymore i i i you, well i'd claim that i know football inside out and i think that Mets would probably be on the same page with this do you understand the offside rule to the to the nth degree, miss.
2: I don't. <laughs> it's one of those things that where I, I kind of have a, a broad understanding of it in my head, but I, I hate trying to explain it to people who don't genuinely know what offside actually is because what you see written in law and how it actually is enacted on in, on TV or in a live game is often... Quite different. It used to be so simple. Yes, it did. And now it's all interfering with play and second phases, and they just overcomplicated something that was doing a fine enough job as it was, I think.
3: It's meant to be a spectator sport.
2: Imagine trying to program that into a video game.
3: They've tried and fucking failed, haven't they? That's why they have to do the giveaway tokens.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we're not going to get into that. Transfer talk, there's a lot of it going on. I want to get into this before we end the show. Where do we think Sergio Aguero is going to end up? Because it seems like he's for sure leaving Manchester City, am I right?
2: Yeah, it's confirmed. They're not renewing his contract, so uh, he's free to talk to other clubs. And there seems to be a lot of clubs in England who are interested in him. And South America is always beckoning. Or could he be a replacement striker for one of the, the new goats who's likely to leave either PSG or, or Dortmund? There's going to be an interesting transfer merry-go-round, this this summer that could have major implications on Ultimate Team, particularly this resurgence of league earn over the last five, six years where it could Um, become a nothing league again if Mbappe leaves because... Neymar's star is is dwindling ever so slightly, and trying to build a team around one star player isn't that appealing, right? So if you lose Mbappe from that league, that becomes a bit of a dry patch, right?
0: Yeah, I mean because you can forgo Neymar with just a couple of Brazilian connections. You don't need Liga, so I, I I I agree. And these transfers are always so interesting to see in how one they'll shape the meta next year, and two how they shape squad building and FIFA. I could see I mean I, I like you said the transfer merry-go-round I wouldn't be surprised if Ronaldo leaves Juventus this year goes back to goes back to Real Madrid maybe or wherever he wants to go and then they pick up Aguero that'd be pretty spicy and then now we have Argentinians galore in the Serie A
2: that is a very Juventus move, isn't it? Um, to, to replace your ageing star striker with another freebie ageing star striker, that would be solid form for Juventus.
3: I, I think Aguero's pretty much done at this stage, to be quite honest with you. I mean, he's, he's been plagued by a few injuries more recently, and I think anybody who, who shells out a massive amount on him is, is taking a massive risk. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think he's gonna be much of a factor really. I think if he was, Pep would be making some sort of effort to to keep him on there. So uh Well
2: no, I think it's a little bit different for, for Pep and City because I think Pep has realised that his best 11 doesn't necessarily include a striker. They've played exceptionally well this season with using midfield as a false nine.
3: Yeah, playing basically the four one
2: four one with the one being the false nine, isn't it? Yeah, and if you're paying 300-odd-grand or, or whatever it is Aguero's on, then you can trim that from your budget to spend on another player that you need in a different position then. Sounds reasonable enough considering you've got uh, Jesus sitting in on the bench and potentially other good young players coming through the ranks, so... It seems yeah. sensible.
0: I, I do think they need an in an, an, an industrial individual, like an so like that. That's what that's what the difference is. I think he needs a pressing. He'll need a pressing forward, or someone that's young, like Holland. Like Holland should go there, even though he's probably not going to end up there. Oh, but yeah. that'd be ideal. You know, someone that can move.
3: I, I don't think we'll. I, I don't think we'll see Aguero being a,
0: a major player in uh, in football after he leaves City. If he if he goes to Juventus he's got like one or two years left in him just like our boy Daniel Alves <laughs> one or two yeah. years on the on the treatment table i think was that hey that is that is also it's it's 50-50 yeah that i, I agree with you there's no in between
2: i was going to say who do we think that man united are going to try and pick up given that they are struggling for a, an out and out striker who returns a sort of 20 goal tally that they need to contend for the Premier League and Cavani's pretty much signals his intent to go back to South America. So it's going to be a one year thing for him and out. Are they going to go for like a Harry Kane or a Harland type? Can they afford it? So where, where do they stand? And again, what are the implications for all team if they really sort of bulk up the spearhead of their team and, Become a much more attractive prospect for squad building outside of just your Rashford, Rashford and Marshalls, etc.
3: Maybe they should line up a swoop for somebody like Jesse Lingard,
2: who seems to be banging in the gold
3: left, right, and centre.
2: He'll never play in the Man United first team again, that, that that, much is certain. I think the the cool thing about the whole Lingard situation is that it's assured that they'll get a good fee for him instead of having to give him away, which is how it was lining up before he went to West Ham. Now he's worth. 20 million maybe and you know whether he's done too much to for west ham to be able to sign him which is where I, th- I think is
0: is probably likely he's- hey, if they qualify for champions league actually i uh a, a switch that they could do with the and i picked him and my team in the season community if you will they should just give Manchester United Mikel Antonio for a year or however like just give him them and then that's a filler until Man United can get the se- the fans back in the seats and generate the revenue I think that guy bangs in at least 15 in a system like they have mm. he's underrated as hell yeah possibly. he's a good player and he can yeah, play yeah. a multitude of positions
2: but I think if you're looking at who West Ham could give to Man United in return for Lingard then I think Man United should be signing all sorts of reasonably-sized checks to get Sucek I think he is, of course, absolutely yeah. he's, he's incredible. The
3: radio. One player that might be quite interesting. I know United had an interest in him before. Could quite easily imagine it being renewed as Griezmann. I could quite easily see them going back in for him. I think he's got a buyout clause, hasn't he? And he's not really been tearing it up in what the hell's it called La Liga. Yeah. So I don't know. That could be uh, could be one to watch. I think. I can
0: imagine Griezmann at United as a United kind of player. Again, yeah, because if, if, uh, Barcelona is one of those top dogs for Holland, and if they need the money, they'll, they'll axe someone like Griezmann. Yeah. Uh, they also could yeah. possibly grab Dybala from Juventus if the GOAT decides to stay, or no, I'm just kidding, Cristiano Ronaldo decides to stay. There's, there's a couple options. It's just like you said, I don't know if they have the funds. I don't know if people are going to be spending because they don't, haven't had the fans in the seats. Question with Man United really when it comes to strikers is should
3: they have ever let Lukaku go? Isn't it really in hindsight?
0: (laughs) (laughs) The best thing that ever happened to Romelu. I don't know if they should have done it. And thank you Mm, for the for the team of the season card we're going to get from him. That is going to be it's (laughs) going to be an awful card. Oh my god, it's going to be so bad, but it's going to be fun to use. It's going to be map meta as hell. Yep,
2: (laughs) big time. (laughs) Looking forward to to see how that one turns out for sure.
1: So I did see there was an article about um, Arsenal were looking to uh, Coutinho from Barcelona as a Odegaard replacement. What do we think?
2: I think they've got better youngsters in their team. They need to stop looking to these foreign big names. Like The fact that they signed Odegaard to fill the role that um, Emil Smith-Rowe was excelling in and now they've got a downturn in form is hardly a shock. It's like... The the youngsters were bailing out Arteta, and he, he's royally fucked them over. Quite frankly, he needs to keep the faith. They've got good young players in that team. They don't need to spend money.
3: And that's that's kind of the inheritance that Arsene Wenger left him with, isn't it? That, that he left Arsenal with, and it's just been basically spunked up the wall
2: right now.
1: You can keep the faith all you want, but I mean, what? How long do you give him? Until I mean, how long did they give Frank Lampard? He had the same mentality, developed the youngsters, and he didn't last what a year before they sacked him.
3: <laughs> Frank Lampard didn't know what he was doing. He, he he talked a very good game. He he was a great player. He was. I've I've long argued that the best managers are players that aren't naturally great footballers. They're people who have to think about the game. And I think Lampard has. I can understand him taking the job, but I think he rushed into it um I don't think he really had enough experience to get in there and do a decent job I think he'll probably regret it in the long run and uh yeah it's it's all good talk and a good game but when it came to the nitty-gritty Frank Lampard was I mean I think he'd have struggled if he'd continued at Derby to be quite honest with you let alone carrying on at
1: Chelsea I just feel like you see it all the time though in 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 soccer or I'm sorry football Uh um Everybody wants to talk about developing younger players, and as soon as they lose a few games in a row, it's like they're rated a second. Like you have to be willing to take the lumps to develop the rest of the team. I mean, it doesn't happen overnight. It just doesn't. No,
3: Frank Lampard would have been a great first team coach or an assistant coach because the younger players would have respected him. He could have passed on what he knew. I mean, there's I don't know. The, the, the counter to that is there's, there's anecdotal stories of great footballers becoming assistant coaches what have you and actually alienating and pissing off the younger players because they're much technically better than them um Glenn Hoddle is the uh the obvious example of that apparently he alienated quite a lot of the England players because even when he was managing managing them in his 50s he was still able to uh to control the ball better than they were in their prime um but that's the sort of role that, that Frank Lampard should be taking. I would have thought. I mean, I don't know what, I don't know what you guys would. There was would a add.
2: similar instance a few years ago where um, David Platt showed up a few Man City players in training, and there was you yeah, saw a, um, a video reaction Sergio Aguero sort of turns to the camera going, "Wow!" and he did this like enormous, high-powered scissor kick from the edge of the area in training, and everyone was like. Who the fuck is this guy? Because no one knew who he was, because he was just <laughs> right. this English midfielder who'd been about a few clubs in Italy, but you know, generally didn't do as much at club level as uh, he perhaps did in an England shirt. But um yeah, it's it's not a a shock when when this sort of thing occurs, unfortunately. And um you want to look at something like how um Perhaps John Terry has willingly developed himself as a number two at Villa, where his ego could have quite easily walked himself into a um, half-decent first-team coach role. Um, But he's actually slowly sort of built up his resume and is much better equipped to take on a a decent-sized team now, which I'm sure is going to come in the next year or two for him.
0: Yeah, when when Tuchel inevitably F's up, there'll be someone coming calling. Yeah, right.
2: But if you're an ex-Chelsea legend and you've seen how they've treated Frank, would you want to be jumping into those shoes? I'm not too sure. I would because
0: I don't know if John Terry has the forethought to think about that. I don't think about. I don't think (laughs) he thinks about much. I don't know if he has any more any more brain cells than just (laughs) a little Easter egg kind of tantalizer for people. Um
3: I may or may not have told a story about John Terry in the bonus pod that we recorded during the week with Foot Fanatic, Ben.
1: I knew it was John Terry. (laughs) If you haven't listened to the uh, Extra Time pod that we put out on Friday or Thursday, because today's Friday, go listen to it. Um, The last player I wanted to talk about in transfer was Messi. We touched on it briefly earlier, but we didn't go into detail is he going to leave Barcelona? And if he does, where does he end up?
0: And I want to hear what do you guys think about what hit, what impact would that have on the foot scene? This is just such a monumental a stone cornerstone of how we've played all through foot. I don't know. Yeah,
2: I've said this a few times wise. Can you imagine what ultimate team is going to be like with no CL seven and no Messi?
0: No, I, I, I don't want to. But
2: Matt Meta would become incredibly meta full stop. Yeah, you know, we we would have strikers like Fieri and Crespo being the best players in the game again, and I can't wait. Oh, it's gonna no. be so sweet. Yeah,
0: think about that. Like, think about think about how much they, when you, uh, this might be going a little too much in depth, but when the people that developed this video game were thinking about, okay, which types of players do we need to make the best in the game? They've had they clearly base it on Messi and Ronaldo, and it's like okay. So that's been the basis of it. And right now, Messi, the Messi-esque player is the best in the game. You know, the small, agile, you know, he's not as quick as some of the other guys, but the quick guys, it'll be interesting to see, like you said, if if they take him out, which they won't because they'll immediately get icon cards, but when they take him out, like, yeah, does that shift it to let the big boys get at it? I mean, they're already trying to hype up Mbappe and Holland as the next, but... (laughs) It's gonna be such a monumental shift that I don't. I don't know if I'm ready for it. I don't know if I, can, I don't. I might have to be balled up, and I don't think I'll be doing a foot podcast if that <laughs> happens. When that happens, <laughs> we'd make it a special.
1: I would actually welcome that change. I mean, it would be nice to play a different style, or at least play against a different style, uh, instead of just seeing the the drop back, long ball, through ball technique that a lot of people seem to be using this year. Um, but where does Messi end up? Nope. What does that mean
3: his his childhood team as a kid was uh Newell's old boys in Argentina, which is uh abbreviates a knob occasionally you'll see it in weekend league you'll come up against a team with a, with a badge that says knob n o b um Newell's mm. old boys and I think but well, I don't think i've actually d i've pulled up quotes actually. And he he said previously that he'd love to return to Newell's Old Boys. It's something that he's kept an eye on because it was his dream as a child. Um, And he wants to play in Argentine football again, and Newell's is where I grew up. And to add to that as well, um, it's a club that was formerly managed by... The one and only great Marcelo Bielsa as well, so very rich heritage, and it'd mm. be, yeah, I, I think it'd be pretty cool if he ended up back there. And it's it's something that, um, that Carlos Tevez did as well, isn't it? He uh, he jacked it all in and, and went to play for Boca Juniors, his his team. Yeah, yeah.
0: And he's been, he played well for them yeah. too. We got, I mean, we got some performance based cards from that. That that's my question to you guys is, all right, he goes to Newell's. What do you think is over... Say, say next year he goes to Newell's. What is, what's his base? 93, right? 93-rated 93 card right yeah. now this year? What's his, what's his base card next year? And what's his pace? They're going to kill is it. it.
1: Yeah,
2: I, think, well, I think he'll still get like a really big card for one more year and then they should his reputation diminishes slowly over time like they have done with other players who have, have left to go to smaller leagues. But he should still be at least like a 90,
0: right? What did they do with Tevez? When his, didn't they absolutely tank him
3: the first year he went back?
0: Yeah, well, he went down to like an eighty, uh, right? I think he went from an eighty-seven to an eighty in a year, or whatever it was. Okay, uh, all right. Maybe he goes to Newell's. Okay, sweet, sweet, sweet. Maybe he goes to Inter Miami. So in the in the MLS, if they can cough over enough money, do you think that either of those gains relevance at all? Or how do you think that impacts the meta like a squ- in squad building? I think EA would
3: love it to gain relevance. I think EA have been trying to make the MLS more and more relevant. They've made a really concerted effort over the past two or three years, especially this year with a lot of the squad building cards. And I think it's, it's very much in EA's interest, isn't it? When when you look at the North America player base, yeah. you know, um, mm-hmm. I think
0: they'd love it. It's the third biggest yeah it's i mean yeah. the, the united states alone is the third biggest it's you guys the germans and then us mm. and it, millions it's millions of people so
1: mm. i didn't know that mm. i just so, i just assumed um there would be more european countries with more interest in
0: i i would be interested to see the breakdown in this is versus how many people in america play or the united states plays play fifa for their kickoff or only and how many of them actually play foot? how many foot players right. comparative in those nations right. because I know here I mean people play FIFA all the time as you know a college social get together but they don't actually people from, don't get as in depth that being said you know definitely still a big definitely a big revenue source in the, uh, for EA.
3: The only reason hmm. we invite you along Hunter is so that you can learn things.
1: You invite me along <laughs> <laughs> anything else you guys would like to ask Steve I'll, I'll give the honours to finish us off first since you so kindly invited me onto my podcast
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah well played um, I, I think it's uh, it's been a bit of an unusual pod this one really I think we've uh, branched off into subjects that we wouldn't normally discuss we haven't mentioned from hmm, <laughs> Um, and I think that's the first time. And and Veroni, yeah, we've not mentioned him at all. And I think that's a first. So we should all be proud of ourselves. And we haven't
2: mentioned who. Let's end the show properly then, and say, given that mm-hmm, is a seventy-five gold now, it's probably going in the downward trend. Will he be the best silver in FIFA 22? He could be the new Hamza Chowdhury.
0: <laughs> I, I hope. I hope they do. I I hope next year they give us silver foundation cards and for for leagues that'd be fun. I think they should run with it. I think people would be really engaged with it, and he
1: would be a sick one for the CSL.
3: There we were avoiding how EA can make the game fucking better. Wise goes and fucks it.
1: There's nothing wrong with saying how you can make it better.
2: I think I think he put the perfect exclamation on it. To be honest, thank you, Wise. Okay. Fair
1: enough. That was great. That was a nice little Fellaini chat we just had there.
0: Oh, you uh, said, said it. it. All the syllables. All the syllables so clearly pronounced.
1: <laughs> mm. We had to get him in, man. It's time to end the show.
2: I wish I'd done a foot birthday Fellaini, but anyway, never mind.
1: One of these guys. Well... You can find Matt on Twitter at Lambeau Matt. You can find Wise on Twitter at WiseFifa with a Y. And you can find Steve.
3: I, I love the way you've started reading out or on socials because you don't trust us to do it in a responsible
0: fucking manner,
1: Hunter. I uh, don't trust you. Is it mainly me? It's just you. he's
0: tired of you saying, everybody knows where to find me.
1: Steve, where can they find you on Twitter?
3: Uh, I don't know. Anywhere. Just type some random shit in and you'll probably come across me at some point.
1: And this is why okay if you want to find steve on twitter at the foot coach and the same thing on twitch if he ever wants to stream on twitch and get his subs back um that's the end of the show if you have questions log on to footballers.com and submit us a message send us a question what do you want to hear what do you want us to talk about make fun of steve's hair because i'll post a picture in the show notes and you can see how he's always wearing a hat (laughs) Afraid to show his lack <laughs> of it's a
3: lockdown haircut, even at midnight, drinking milk, lockdown fucking haircut, boys. What can I say?
1: You can't use that excuse forever, men.
3: When lockdown's over, you'll get a surprise. I'm
1: not sure I want it.
3: The transplant will be done by then.
1: Nah, that's okay, we gotta go. All right, thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next week. See ya.
2: Take it easy, guys. Stay wise. Seriously, with, with the questions.